morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Two Minutes with Todd. My name is Todd Jones. I'm the Chief Investment Officer for Credit Capital. Thanks for joining us today. Let's take a look at some market activity from last week. And last week, we get another bit of an ugly week for markets as repricings are going on within currency markets and also fixed income markets. We'll touch on that here in just a minute. But broadly speaking, negative week for risk assets in general. Bond market was down 1.5%. Commodity markets fell 3.8% as growth continues to decelerate and the pricing of a larger recession becomes a bit more inevitable. Fed is raising rates. S&P 500 was down 5.3%. International developed market, they were down 6.3%. And the small cap index was down 7.3%. What's going on that's creating a lot of this volatility? Well, I touched on it a little bit in my opening comments, but I think chart one summarizes pretty clearly what's at bay at the moment. And what you're seeing is a year-to-date picture of the value of the British pound versus the US dollar. And what you can see is so far through September, the, the pound has lost 20% of its value versus the US dollar. And while that might not sound like a big move, just keep in mind that average moves for currencies, I mean, depending on what currency, but for a G7 currency, the largest economies in the world, a 20% move in your currency in less than a year is outside of a two or three standard deviation move, which means that historically, it's been very, very unlikely that a currency would move around more than a few percent in any given year. And here we are with a 20% move in currencies. The pound in particular last week drew down because the new prime minister, Tuss, and her finance minister introduced a package to help limit the impact of energy prices on UK consumers and also introduce a tax cut to try to ease the burden on consumers. But of course, what that does is on the other side of it, it weakens your economy because there are ideas that essentially weakening the financial position of the UK and thereby extension currency needs to weaken versus stronger trading partners. So this currency volatility is creating interest rate volatility, which you're seeing on slide two here. And this is, again, I think the big daddy of all interest rates, the 10-year US bond yield. You can see what's happened here so far. This is a chart that goes back actually 22 years, just for some perspective. And the reason I wanted to share this longer term view is that it's not so much the rate itself that's problematic right now for markets. You know, 3.7% relative to historical 100-year average rate, the 10-year bond, which is roughly 4.5%, shouldn't be creating calamity in financial markets. The problem is it's not necessarily the rate, it's the rate of change. It means how fast are we getting from what was a very low level, call it 0.5% in the 10-year back in 2020, to where we are now at 3.7, less than two years, is a dramatic rate of change from a percentage standpoint, but also just from an absolute yield standpoint. And it's hard for economies and governments to deal with this type of movement because many, many different financial instruments and loans are based off of 10-year bond yield, a variety of different bond yields that all reference off of a, a government rate. So this is a, a really big problem. And I think what we're going to see here is as inflation starts to ease a little bit more dramatically, we'll get a little bit lower volatility in interest rates market. But until we actually get a easing of inflation, which as you all know, has been my big indicator for this year, we shouldn't really expect any less volatility in interest rate market. It's going to be a bit of a choppy session, probably through the end of Q4. But I would point out maybe on the positive side that we are reaching, especially with equity markets down near their June lows, some max pessimism. And why do I say that? Well, max pessimism is showing up in a lot of different areas of markets right now. The one that we haven't really touched on before would be the put volume, meaning how many contracts are being purchased for protection on the S&P 500, because the put contract is an insurance contract that goes up in value as an asset goes down. So when you have lots of people buying put options, it means that there's a lot of pessimism in markets and there's an expectation potentially that markets will go lower. Problem with that, of course, is that that's a contrarian signal. As you can see, maybe back in June of 2020, you know, we reached a similar level of put buying 
buying volume, which basically indicated the bottom of the market. And we are at those levels now. We'll see where we go from here. But I think this is just one positive indicator to just suggest that we may be nearing this bottom in financial markets that we're all seeking. So we'll have to watch and wait and see how this evolves. But just a very interesting observation because these are great contrarian indicators. Thanks for joining us this morning. Look forward to speaking to you again sometime soon. Don't forget to tune in for our Market Matters update next Tuesday, October 4th at 2 o'clock. Thank you. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. The information contained does not constitute research or recommendation from Gratis Capital to the listener. Gratis Capital is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Gratis Capital to that listener.